Hello, and welcome to Thousand Pound Best Friends Podcast. I'm Tina Arnold. I'm Megan Crumpler. I'm Vanessa Cross. And I'm Ashley Sutton. And we are the stars of TLC's hit show, A Thousand Pound Best Friends. We're so happy you're joining us today. For those of you who just started listening, each week, me, Megan, Vanessa, and Tina will be hosting in-depth conversations all about weight loss and health and wellness. We're going to be speaking our mind, discussing our personal health journeys, and having real, meaningful conversations about the things that are important to us. But before we get started, let's take a look back on our intentions from last week. I want to say I reached out, I researched, and I have set up a couple appointments. I'm real sketchy. These people don't seem right, like it, you know, but I am trying to work on the dark places. Where did you find them? On the dark web? She did. No, no, actually just on the web. I don't know if it was dark or not. No, it was daylight outside. It was the dark one. She said it's daylight outside. Yeah, so I don't think it was the dark web. It was the dark one. Well, for me, I swallowed a little bit more water every day. You swaddled or swallowed? I I swallowed. Swaddled like a baby or swallowed? I I swallowed. I swallowed more water this week. Good. And I did do some sticky notes. Good, yeah. good. So um, I was able to get in my three days. Um, the first day was hard, y'all. The pollen is real. It's coming every day and guess until it gets, you know, done with. But I take, you know, allergy medication. So I was able to get through it. Beautiful outside. A lot of people are outside. So um, I, I like the fresh air. That is so good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I drank my water as I'm supposed to. And I did my selfies on Instagram. I made myself up and I looked Beautiful. Fabulous baby. You always look good. So, who would like to reveal this week's topic? Today, we're talking about food and diet. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) This should be a long show. (laughs) We're experts. So, today's spotlight is on food and diet. What's something that you've tried that's surprisingly... Tasty and it's healthy. Vegetables. Hmm. Let's I'm kidding. See. I love those already. She said vegetables. In case y'all didn't catch that, there's no tea. So for me, um, I tried uh, seaweed snacks. Oh, yes. Surprisingly, um, it tastes like. Don't judge me. Fried fish skin, even though it's a little like green, really thin, you know, things supposed to be healthy for you. They are like really good. And so all the, you know, healthiness goes out the window. It literally tastes as if you're eating the skin off of a piece of fried fish. Do you know who loves that? Like it's really weird. Catherine, my 11-year-old daughter, loves seaweed. Really? Yes. And I was introduced to it by someone at work, you know, when we were all outside. But, yeah, I'm going to have to try that because I love the fried, crunchy skin on the fish, the Mm -hmm. fish fin that's been Mm -hmm. fried. Oh, I love it. Look, Megan's over here like, Megan's shaking her head. No, no I'm going to have to shove some in her mouth. I'm having a moment. I'm having a moment. Okay, I do not (laughs) eat seafood. Um, It goes back way when, when I was a kid, see my grandmother skin a fish. I got sick, and then I smelt tuna fish. I got sick. So, and my mama just don't cook. My mama won't cook fish. So I never was like, seafood is not my friend. And it reminds me of cat food. So now that I know seaweed tastes like fish, I think I'm out. I love you. You're not out. We're we're, going to bribe her to try it, guys. We're going to have to put it in something sneakily. Oh, yeah. So for me, it it was a while ago. But it's right along with 
what you're saying because mine was sushi. Oh, cool. Um, and sushi, it's not really bad for you. I mean, you really can't eat a whole lot of it because it's the whole rice thing. But I was always so scared of sushi because I thought that it meant raw, that yeah. it was raw fish. But that's not the case with all of it. And it's now one of my favorite foods. Nice. That's not nice at all. Okay. So for some of them are really good. It's me, not traditional. I have an obsession with watching um, short clips of like healthy things and low carb things on social media. Um, and one of my go-to favorites is wrapped avocado with bacon. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Wrapped so you, so I take avocado and I make it in little slices. And then I take some low sodium turkey bacon and wrap it around the avocado, stick a toothpick in it so that it stays around it and then air fry it. Nice. It's so good. And if you want good. a little extra touch, you can dip it in some, some ranch, but it's good just the way it is. And you get healthy fats. Nice. And it's low carb. It's delish. <laughs> Vanessa's, I wish that you could see Vanessa's face right now. It is all scrunched up and she is not happy with that suggestion. <laughs> no, I don't do avocado at all. I've tried. I don't it's do avocado. Though. It's a weird textural mm-hmm. type thing with me. Um, something recently I've tried that is healthy that I found I liked was almond milk. You know, oh, I've okay. always been a milk okay. drinker. So I was like, oh, my God, it's not going to taste like milk, people. I'm not going to like it. I actually like it. It's better for me. And uh, I have uh, that's something like I know it's been around and that's like, oh, everybody knows about almond milk. But I've always had the unsweet and it was just, oh, but I finally got the vanilla. And oh, my God. So yeah, good. it is that's amazing. That's my favorite. Yeah. So good. I don't drink milk. Not even the almond milk? I drink I, when I have milk involved, it, it pertains to some protein shake or used to be cereal, things that you use it for cooking. But just to turn up a glass of milk, no. Honey, this is we call it jug sucking in my house. You go to the refrigerator, you get the jug out the refrigerator, and you. I always got in trouble for that at my parents' house. Yes, we did. Other people had to drink out of that. Yes, so I ended up having to buy my own milk so that I could drink out of it. But yeah, I do milk with ice. And people think that's funny. Yeah. Jacob is the ice and milk, not me. So how do you balance eating well when there's other people around you with non-diet food? Vanessa, I'm raising my hand. I've got this. I live in the house um, around people that are constantly trying to, like, I can bring healthy food in, but Jacob is not stick to just healthy food. He'll go to the store himself, bring his chips drinks, sodas, things like that that I can't have. Anytime my nephew comes around to visit, he brings chicken nuggets, macaroni and cheese. So my biggest thing is I don't give a dang what anybody in my house is eating. It's I, I don't care if there's eight people living in my house and every one of them eat fat food every day. That's not me. I'm still going to make my right choices. I still have to go to the refrigerator. Even though I cook fried, fattening foods, I do not eat them. I cook my own portion separately. So for me, I just eat my broccoli while staring them straight in the eye (laughs) so that they can see I'm watching them while I eat my healthy food. Oh, God, that would be funny. Brats. I'm going to let Ashley take this one because it's a little, it's a little, it's a little touchy subject for me. Okay. But I will come around. I want to, I got a lot to say. <laughs> um, as always, kind of, this kind of like, you know, what you guys have said. Um, I just try to remember my goals. So if I was to give in and, you know, try to quote unquote fit in with my family and friends, um, then I'll stay the same. 
So, you know, nobody's on that scale but me. And I think at the end of the day, that's what I'm thinking about is the pounds coming off the weight, you know, the weight coming down. And that's how I'm going to get it, continuing to eat how I'm supposed to, regardless of who's, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. who's in front of me. Mm -hmm. Is the food tempting? Of course. But, I mean, we live with temptation every day. And we, we, you know, have restraints in other areas of our lives. And this is just one area um, where, you know, you just have to really take it by the reins and um, remember remember your goals. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. One of John's favorite quotes to me is, life isn't fair, it's a circus. Because I look at people, we went out to eat the other day and I was seeing other people eat things that I wanted. And I'm like, it's not fair. He said, it's not meant to be. It's a circus. Um, but I'm also learning from Tina that everything is, if you if you set yourself up to never eat it again, you're going to end up binging because you're depriving yourself so much. So if you go to a special event... Or if you, you know, you do something special, it's not something you're supposed to do every day, maybe once every three weeks, you see that delicious thing of mac and cheese or something, have a spoon of it just to get your taste and be done with it. Right. Because if you don't, if you, if you try to say, I'm never going to touch another temptation, I'm just cold turkeying all of the things that I deem bad for me, then what you do is you push and push and push towards that. And you end up feeling like you're punishing yourself with food. Like you, you, you have, we are all here right now because we have developed an unhealthy relationship with food. And so what we need to do is develop a healthy relationship with food. And you don't do that by depriving yourself. Because when you deprive yourself, like she said, you binge. You will have four good days and then you'll have four bad weeks. So what you do is, and I get this, I learned this from my mother, y'all. She said, taste it. If you need to take two bites, take two bites and then leave it. Because if you don't do that, then you are really wanting it and you will eventually give in to it in a big way. Tina, you do not know my life. <laughs> uh, <you> feel <laughs> but, uh, I feel seen in so many ways because I am a binger. Um, I speak mo- from experience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> m- you know, the people who can go cold turkey, um, I am scared of them. You know, you have a discipline of no other. But for the rest of us, we don't, we can't go cold turkey. So I absolutely can relate to that. But if you incorporate it, even if you incorporate it into your calorie count, I think that that'll keep you from binging. I am definitely a binger. I will go Monday, Monday through Friday and, you know, hit every target. I did this, I did this Saturday and Sunday. I am binging and don't, I'm not coming up for air until Monday when I feel bad about not eating right. And then I'm off my track. So I definitely can relate to that. One thing I feel like would be a good thing, and this might be something I'd think about of intentions for next week, is do pick one day. Maybe it's a Sunday, a Sunday meal with a family, and it don't have to be the whole day, but just that meal. You will allow yourself to have those five fries that you want, or you allow yourself to have, instead of going completely without a bun, you at least do a top bun. So you're able to taste a little bit or you have that half of whatever and just pick that one meal. Okay. And then after that, you go back on it and you're good. Absolutely. You know, it's like like it's like a it's like a a reward at the end of the week for doing what you did and, and, and saying, 
you're proud of yourself. I like that. That's nice, but I'm going to be honest and say I'm the type of woman that when I have my fun, when I have my happiness and I want to celebrate and I want to reward myself, well, I don't want to just do it that day. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, well, I did so good yesterday and, you know, and, and that tasted good, but I didn't feel like I messed up real bad. So today I'm going to do it, too. So that's always been my downfall is that once I reward myself, I continue Well, right. What I've done in the past, and I'm trying to learn from that, is I get off track and then it becomes a vicious cycle. Like, like, you know, I think all of us have done that where we we just it's a pattern and it ends up one, two days then then five days then two weeks. So I'm learning that just because you get off doesn't mean it has to be like that. It's okay to just have that and say, all right, you did it. Pre-surgery, a lot um, harder to maintain a diet. I will say that. Now that I've had my surgery, it's a lot easier. A lot easier to say, no, I'm good. I don't need that. No, I'm good. I don't want that. No. Before the surgery, though, that what you're talking about, I couldn't agree with at all because I would mess up so bad absolutely, thinking I was doing good. So speaking on this, I'm just curious, but what do you find the most frustrating about dieting? Everything. <laughs> there you go. The fact that I even have to Everything. diet. Everything. Yeah. And, and, and Everything. I, you can tell me too, I'm blue in the face that, oh, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Honey child, it's a diet. Mm-hmm. It's a <laughs> diet, a lifestyle change, a whole new life, whole new thinking. It's. There you go. Calm down. She's emotional about this question. So what you can't see is Vanessa is literally like rocking in her chair right now because this hits right to the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And and you are representing what I'm going through in my head right now. I should be able to eat a whole sheet cake and it only be one calorie. Thank you. Right. This is what I I find frustrating. Okay. This is this is and so many people are going to probably come back and say this is comparing. But for me, it's really hard because I can watch Johnny. Johnny, my husband is very tall and thin, y'all. And I can watch him eat four or five pieces of pizza, and he will not gain a pound. And I can eat one piece of pizza, maybe two, and you'll tell it. You'll be able to see it on me. And so just the difference in metabolisms and things like that, it, it it's frustrating for me how you have to constantly think about what you're eating yeah. when you're trying to maintain a diet. And it becomes everything in your world, your world at that time. And there's no room for anything else because you're so hyper-focused on what you're eating that it it just becomes a chore. It is. And then food and eating and anything like that, it's not fun. It's not good. It's become something ugly and bad in your life because you're having to think about it all the time. And so the enjoyment of it is gone. And so one thing you said made me think about um, how we got here and some, you know, people listening can relate. Um, The one thing about it is gluttony. 
meaning that you, you can have a smorgasbord of food and now you have to restrict that i.e. bring the calories in in order to bring the pounds down. So what got them got us here is the whole, you know, eating a platter all times a day, whatever it was, whatever your vice is, eating as much as you want, now you have to restrict it. And as you said, you have to be hyper-focused and really rein it in. And I think it's that it, that it becomes a chore. I think it's that thing, that in a nutshell, which is which makes it very hard and frustrating mm-hmm. to diet. Yes, I'm so glad I have friends like y'all because not everybody in the world has friends. And y'all have been schooling us since this all began, since oh, hell, all our damn life, Tina's been mama, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, I want to say I love you girls. I'm so thankful. And I agree with that, that it's it's an every minute, every day, and it, it consumes your life. It does. Yeah. It and a lot of people me. don't realize that. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't understand what we go through on a day-to-day basis, and they don't see what we give up and what we pass up. They, you know, a lot of people, when they see obese people, they think, oh, they must be stuffing their faces with junk food nonstop. Yep. You know, yep. they yes. they aren't, they're sitting on their butts at home just eating, 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 and that's not the case a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It's just that, mm-hmm. you know, we can eat even less of what somebody else can eat, and it reacts differently in our body. Yep. yep. And that's that's frustrating. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes worry, or I think, that people who are thin, who have a path metabolism, and think, my gosh, if I can eat four slices of pizza and not gain weight, how many pieces are they freaking eating? Right. And if I ate the same amount you did, which I don't anymore, but if I could eat that same amount, that's probably about how much I did eat before I had surgery and stuff, I could probably sit down and eat four slices of pizza. Now, if I chose to have pizza, it would be a a piece of pizza, maybe a pizza and a a bite of one other. But other than that, a slice would, I'd be satisfied. But I would still gain weight from it, like you said. Right. And they just assume that they, they don't get the metabolism thing. They don't get the fact that there's other underlining things and factors in that cause people to stay fat or um, become, retain. Yeah, I'm gonna play. Fat. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I feel like sometimes when we see quote unquote skinny people eating, we kind of judge them. Even though we're comparing, we kind of judge them. We may be only seeing them eat one meal, but we may not see what they eat throughout the day. Same thing with us. So if they see us maybe eating our biggest meal and they're like, oh, my gosh, she's eating all that. They don't know that maybe I saved calories for this and that. So I'll say, I'll say the same thing before we get to comparing, like, you know, what they can and can't have. Maybe they haven't eaten all day and maybe that's their, you know, that's their biggest meal. Just, you know, just oh, some, no, some, I, something to think about. I really agree with that. I was just, I guess more line I was thinking of the people who do think, my gosh, that person must eat a pizza, like a, a whole pizza and a half to be that size. Right. right. And that's not true. Absolutely. I smell food and gain weight. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Think about yes. it. I think about it. Yes. Driving down the highway, the big billboards, you know, you see the McDonald's Big Mac and you just feel that roll go boom. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. A picture is is worth five pounds. And I'll say this over and over. I wish that there was some way of like planting something in my head that people could read my mind how much food 
not food of like wanting to be bad, but like what the process that I go through of making changes, whether it's grocery shopping or planning my next meal, like my life revolves around food and not in a good way in the sense of not that I'm craving it, but trying to be good and stay on track because I refuse to not win this battle. Absolutely. I, I refuse to step inside of Megan's mind, so please don't Absolutely. develop that product. It's very crowded. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be a guinea pig. I don't want to go in there. No. So I have one more question. Hypnosis. Yes. Have you cut any foods out of your diet that you're surprised that you don't miss? Yes. Fish. Care to elaborate? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, did she cut out fish? It was a joke. I was about to get mad. Sure. Um... I am not huge on breads. Um, occasionally I might want a piece, but like I'm perfectly fine with making me a hamburger bowl. I'm jealous. I'm perfectly fine with making me a taco bowl. Every now and then I'd like a crunch, but like it doesn't it doesn't consume me. Um, I so want yeah, a sandwich right now. I would say <laughs> bread is not a have to have thing. I can substitute it for a wrap, a carb friendly wrap or something. Um, Do you know what that's made of? Carbs. Yes. Bread. I'm just saying the thick stuff, <laughs> the good old bi- grandma biscuits. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good and I'm I okay. I can I'm control myself. <laughs> um, there's a lot I can control, but hey, that's a good, better rolls. <laughs> Ashley? Um, so for me, you guys know that I love sweets very much. Um, but I feel like I haven't missed the hunting down. Um, and yes, it's a hunt down for, a, you know, a certain slice of cake at a certain, um, bakery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't missed that at all. I mean, I'm surprised because I, I definitely have a sweet tooth, but I will um, curb it with um, whether I eat a banana or apple or any fruit or anything like that. I kind of get it in that way. Or if I'm, you know, have like the, you know, the little shake mix that goes in the water Mm -hmm. that kind of helps that that sweet tooth. And then I'm good. I love that. Yep. One thing I've been doing for a sweet tooth is I'll take the low carb yogurts and then I'll take maybe a half a banana or a half an apple and I'll chop it up real thin and mix it in with the yogurt. Oh, that sounds good. Um, because I, for me, and everybody can say I'm wrong, but for me, I think it's okay to have something that God made, a, a, a healthy sweet versus like, you know, a real chocolate bar or something. Are you trying or, to tell me that God didn't make chocolate? Right? <laughs> I'm just here. saying, Stop like, the presses. I'm talking about things that are preserved and, yeah, and things joking. that are, like, men, you know, crafted. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's okay to have a piece of fruit in moderation. Absolutely. I, I agree. Or a couple chopped up berries and throw it in your, in your yogurt. So... I agree. Vanessa, do you remember? Yes. Uh, the main thing that I've cut out that I really don't miss at all is potatoes and rice. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Girl, How? I used to eat instant potatoes almost every day. I ate rice three, four, five times a week. I love my rice, my pastas, my I've cut, and I don't. I, I don't crave it. I don't want it. I cook it for my boys. My boys love my chicken and rice. They love potatoes. They love all that. Love it. I don't care for it no more. Can I ask you what your go-to now is? Uh, pork skins. Okay. Um, and really, instead of any of that, I don't. I, I do my broccoli. Okay. A yeah, lot. You know you and love the your cauliflower. 
because you can mash the cauliflower like potatoes. Let me be honest and tell the world it does not taste like mashed potatoes. It tastes like mashed cauliflower with butter and salt and pepper. Yes. But but it's palatable. Yeah. But it is palatable. You can get used okay, to good. it. Yes, yes, it does. Like the almond milk. Um, no, it doesn't exactly taste like potatoes, but it's good enough to where your brain's like, oh, I can handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like yep. it. For me, it's fast food. Um, I for a long time did delivery driving during the pandemic, and so I was eating out quite a bit, and that just became the norm. But I've cut that out. And I don't miss it. I don't miss the greasiness of the food. I don't miss the bloated, rundown feeling that you get from it. I don't crave the fast food. That's good. So, that's really good. Yeah, that's mine. I do. I crave fast food every day. Do you? That's... I've had to pull up <laughs> and order food so sorry. for my nephew, my son. And I'm just looking and I'm looking and I'm looking at their menu. And I'm like, well, do you have grilled chicken? No. Do y'all have a pickle or two? I mean, like, fast food places nowadays have nothing. Yes, to... on a burger. Yeah. I right. can give you a list of some places to go that no, are I'm safe, good. friendly. I'm good. I just get the boys something, and then I go home and cook my chicken, broccoli, I love it. There's skin, some places that pickles. have chili that you can have. No. I do, I, I do the chili. Yeah. I'll tell you what I crave is the convenience of oh, it. Absolutely. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't? Convenience. The convenience of it is something that I miss and crave. But, but my wallet, not don't. the food. And I don't, <laughs> I don't miss how it made me feel. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will be answering listener questions. Hello, and welcome back. It is now time for Ashley to read listener questions. Okay, guys. So the first question is, how do you prefer to track your progress? That's a, that's a big one. Oh, my fitness pal. Okay. And my weight loss journal. Um, so you have a physical journal? I have a physical journal that I have drawn pretty pictures in. Nice. And every Saturday I weigh myself and I put my weight in that spot and I keep up with it that way. And then I measure myself monthly. Okay, for me, I made this weight loss journal, and I did not keep up with it. Mainly because I have a bad relationship with the scale. I'm either obsessive over it, and I weigh myself four four or five times a day. Or if I feel like I'm not doing so hot, I avoid the scale. Um, And right now, I'm in a headspace of avoiding things. Um, It's... 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 It's a hard thing for me to to do. So I have not felt filled out that journal, but I do own one. But when I am doing well and I'm in the great headspace, I love my fitness pal. Um, and I also have this little bitty book that I track and write down physically what I eat. And it helps me go when I weigh myself on the scale and I see maybe I've gained a pound or two. I look back at those notes and go, OK, what did you do different? And try to fix it that way. So I like compare notes. Okay. I did not know we were supposed to be keeping up with progress. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, that's So that's a, a way to track progress as well. I was going to say, like, for me, um, 
you know, when I'm into the throes of it, I always say I do a keto s thing. That that is what works for me. So, but if I feel like the need to go get a slab a slab of bread, I can, but I, you know, try to keep it to, you know, meats and veggies and I'll weigh myself every Monday, you know, in my birthday suit. I don't know if I can say that. Um, and you know, that's how I track my progress. Um, some people don't do scale victories. So, um, you know, that's how I track mine. That's awesome. Yeah. When I go to the doctor and they tell me my weight, I'm like, yay. (laughs) So so you like to be surprised. That's my tracking. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, what sparks your motivation to try new workouts? Energy. The fact that now I feel like I want to actually go and work out. When I get up and walk, I'm not like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I'm actually like, huh, let me walk a little farther. Absolutely. I still suffer with a lot of pain. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm fat, so... I don't know if it'll get better when I'm thinner, but I just want to succeed. And so that's what keeps me motivated. I love it. It's just getting healthier because I can tell a difference. Um, So, yeah, that's what I do. So to answer the question specifically about what motivates me to try new workouts, Mm -hmm. boredom. Absolutely. (laughs) I I absolutely agree with you. I get bored very easily. And if I am bored with my regimen, I have to change it or I will completely wipe it out. I absolutely agree with you. Keeping it new, keeping it fresh. Um, even if for me, if, if I add a new type of workout into the rotation of my, of my, you know, other workouts, it's still, in my opinion, keeps it fresh. Right. It keeps me wanting to, you know, do it either every day or, or when I'm scheduled to work out. For me, I don't like it sometimes for it to feel like a workout. I love to swim. So, and I like being around people. So for the water aerobics, it's a plus for me. And it also don't hurt as bad. The hula hoop, I'm in my gym. I like to listen to music with it. And music makes it so much better for us. Yeah, I, I see that I kind of maybe answered the question wrong because it said <laughs> what pushes you to new exercises and new things. And I mean, really, in all honesty, the only thing that's going to push me to new things is when... I feel comfortable enough to try something different. Okay. I mean, you know what? It's so funny. Um, maybe even if you didn't understand the question, you to me, you still answered mm-hmm. it. Oh, okay, yeah, good. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we have an unrelated um, food and diet question. Um, we know Megan, how Megan met her man, but how did Tina meet hers? Oh, Lord. So they want to know how you met Johnny. This is, this is a long story, y'all. <laughs> So, all right, when Megan was married to her first husband, we used to drive back and forth between his house and mine, and we would go late at night, and so this one country road in the middle of nothing, it was completely pitch black dark every time we rode down it, except for this one house up on the hill to the left, there was always a light on, and so we could see like the silhouette of a boy sitting in the window. And I would make up stories with Megan. We would talk about the boy in the window. Every time we went down the street, there was like a new story to be told. Well, fast forward a couple of years. I'm in a local Atlanta chat room on web TV, if y'all know that. And this guy comes into the room and, you know, we do the whole like 
ASL, age, sex, location. Love it. And we're around the same age. We like the same types of music, so he said. And we start talking, and we're talking for like two weeks. Well, we go and meet face-to-face, and y'all, the moment that I laid eyes on Johnny, I knew. It was like this voice went off in my mind, and it said, this is him. This is the one I made. You're going to marry him. You're going to have his children. And it was just immediate calm and peace washed over me. Well, he went to take me um, a few days later to meet his grandparents and to get his stuff because he was moving in. And he pulled into the driveway of the house with the boy in the window. He was the boy in the window. He was the boy in the window. That is crazy. So, like, after all the time of riding up and down that street and telling these stories, I married the boy in the window. That's crazy. That's so sweet. (laughs) That is so sweet. TLC, here we come. I'm going to cry. That was so sweet. (laughs) Look, I think he's getting a little emotional. (laughs) It's romantic. Yes. So that's how I met my husband. And it's been 20 years now with the boy in the window. By the way, he was in the window because he was on the computer. Oh, that's where his computer okay. sat. <laughs> yep. Y'all thought he was in a boy in a window looking outside. Right. Right. No, right. he wasn't. In my he head, was, that's none, what of these, too. none of the stories we told were real. He was just playing games on the computer. <laughs> nice. Yep. Was that the final question? It was. Oh, okay. Well. So it's always great to hear from our listeners, y'all. We really appreciate the questions. We love answering them. It's always so fun, and it's something we all look forward to. But now it is time for setting our intentions for the next week. Oof. (laughs) At the end of each episode, we like to set an intention that we can revisit next week's episode. So who would like to go first? My intentions is going to be, number one, find a food that I've never tried that's diet, of course, related, and try it. Reach out there and taste and try new foods to broaden my taste buds to healthier foods. Seaweed snack. Yes, that's what I'm going to try as a seaweed snack. I have a couple. Of course. So... (laughs) I'm going to continue with the affirmations, okay? I'm going to continue with the water intake because, I mean, you don't just stop because the week is end. And I'm going to try to exercise three times a week, at least 20 minutes at a time. And then on top of that one, um, I'm going to work on my mental health. I'm going to reach out to places and find someone that fits my needs. That sounds okay. good. You Sounds like that, really huh? good. Yeah. You're going to keep me in check, too, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, they've been riding my coattail about this for quite a, wh- quite a bit. It's happening. Find a therapist, Megan. Yo, I have tried to find, like, what what fits my needs. But what happens is they either don't um, have accept new customers or, like, new clients. Customers. Well, I am kind of a customer. Uh, they don't accept new patients mm-hmm. or they don't accept my insurance. So it's kind of like a hard place to find um, because I have so many needs that be- need to be met. Um, you got to start somewhere, though. We need a whole new reboot. Uh, yeah, my system is kind of wired weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my intention is going to be to cook at home more. 
because we have been just going crazy on eating at restaurants, going out and, you know, coming up with every excuse to justify, let's go to Chili's and have a steak and broccoli because then we don't have to clean it up. Nobody likes to clean. No. So we're, uh, my, my intention is to cook at home and to stay at home and have our meals together. I think I want to join um, Meg on the water challenge. So I can't stand water. Personally, I think you should give it to me intravenously and just leave me alone. <laughs> I love it. Leave me alone. So I know I have to buckle down. And so I am um, going to try to do 64 ounces at minimum per day. So that's just, you know, you're with eight, eight, eight ounces. Yeah. Yeah. So at the bare minimum, I'm, I'm going to try that. Can I suggest you go into being a comedian as well? Oh my God! I I'm serious. Wait, you're not already. Well, I mean, I, I think not. she should get paid for it. I because should. <laughs> Ashley is just a riot. I'd go to that stand-up show. For oh sure. my God! You, you know, should. You know, I don't like to put work in anything. We should do one together. <laughs> if you got naked, I'd come. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! They want my body. This is not that kind of show, y'all. All right, so that's it for today. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, everyone, for being here and enjoying this show with us if you haven't already please be sure to subscribe to thousand pound best friends podcast on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts leave us a review y'all tell us what you think about the show and we'll talk to you soon bye Bye. guys A Thousand Pound Best Friends podcast is produced by Forever Dog Productions for TLC. Network EP is Michael DeSalvo, and VP of Multi-Platform Strategy and Digital Media is Cameron Curtis. A Thousand Pound Best Friends is hosted by Tina Arnold, Vanessa Cross, Megan Crumpler, and Ashley Sutton. Produced by David Swick. Executive producer is Alex Ramsey. Post-supervisor is Joe Leonardo. Recording engineer is Johnny Arnold. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd love it if you can take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.